Here's what Boise's talking about today. Using campaign funds for steak dinners, a junior high fight club, and the bagel wars are heating up. Our newsletter editor Blake Hunter and audio producer Evelyn Avitia are with me to talk through the week's news. And it turns out we have some strong opinions on whether or not bagels should be used for sandwiches. It's Friday, February 3rd, 2023. I'm Emma Arnold, and this is CityCast Boise. Hi, Evelyn. Hi, Blake. Hey, Emma. Hey, happy to be here. Let's start with kind of the story everybody's been talking about this week. Former Boise City Council person Lisa Sanchez turns out spent nearly $15,000 in campaign funds last year. Uh, let's talk about it. What do we think? Yeah. I mean, just like off the bat, I'm like, ooh, this does not really look good because she spent like over $10,000 more than um, the next city council member. Um, but a lot of Sanchez's expenditures came from like food, <laughs> um, restaurants and grocery stores and things like that, which, you know, you can kind of make an argument for that becoming more and more important. But last year was a non-election year. So it's, yeah, people have a lot of questions and it's it's not a super good look. So I'm kind of curious to hear people's thoughts about it. Yeah, I think maybe for a lot of people, they're like, so why is this so concerning? When I heard, so I, you know, I've read a bunch about it and I've been thinking about it and I kind of feel two ways about it. On the one hand, you know, this isn't city, this isn't taxpayer money. This isn't city money. These are campaign funds. And in a text to uh, the Idaho Press, Lisa Sanchez said, I'm the only renter on the Boise City Council and I'm far from wealthy. My contributors know this and have supported my ability to produce results as a council member. So, you know, she's kind of arguing like people know that I'm using this money to live on because I, you know, Jimmy Halliburton only spent $18. You know, some right. people spent none, but they maybe have more money, they own a home, you know, they have a partner who helps pay the bills. Um, what do you think of that argument, Evelyn? It's interesting because I, as someone who has never really kept up with this kind of stuff, you hear like, okay, campaign funds, obviously, I'm going to assume campaigning stuff. Yeah. Um, and so when I see a breakdown, and it's like all of these places like grocery stores, restaurants, yeah, it, it is alarming because you're like, oh, like, what is all that being used for? Um, and then when you compare it to the other council people and what they've spent, it's like, oh, that really that makes it alarming. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't. It's just it seems like it's not a good year for Lisa. There's been a lot going on. Yeah. And in that Idaho Press article that you mentioned, Emma, um, there's a Boise State professor, like political scientist that was also quoted who said, you know, like, for example, in other like bigger cities, like candidates do spend and politicians do spend quite a bit of money on, you know, things more like this, maybe not like this much, but things like this um, in bigger cities. And maybe this is just a product of Boise growing, uh, the political climate kind of changing, you know, maybe this is like you said, these are this is not taxpayer money. And so these are her like contributors um, you know, maybe they're good with this because they know that she's not super wealthy and maybe that's just what it looks like to have a renter on a council and we're just not used to that in Boise. So, yeah. I think that's a good point. And I, I haven't really heard much from any of her donors 
But I have seen a lot of gloating from the far right who uh, obviously oppose Lisa and have harassed her for years. And then it turns out that uh, I, the Idaho Freedom Foundation are the ones who filed the complaint against her, which kind of makes me wonder. So, you know, she's been under a tremendous scrutiny from day one. Um, is there a kind of a sense? Are people wondering, like, why she wasn't more careful with this? I mean, I am. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I don't know. I mean, like, yeah, it, it sucks. Again, it's kind of like the whole thing where marginalized people, especially people of color, have to be more careful and have to work extra hard mm -hmm. to make sure that they don't cross any boundaries or don't cross any lines or upset things, which sometimes that's just what needs to happen. So, but yeah, I mean, of course, it was the IFF that, that came after. All right, let's move on to something that's just a really wild story out of Caldwell. A substitute teacher was arrested after allegedly encouraging students to fight and filming it and posting it to social media. Uh, he started like a little middle school fight club. Uh, Evelyn, this is your hometown. <laughs> What's happening out there? All right. I have a confession to make. So. <laughs> Evelyn's like, I was the substitute teacher. <laughs> All right. So I've lived in Caldwell my whole life and technically I was in the zone where I had to go to Syringa Middle School, but I refused. I was like, there's no way I'm going to that school. I managed to finesse the system a little bit, and I ended up at the middle school that I wanted to go to, which is Jefferson Middle School. Um, so I've always been, <laughs> I've always had beef with Syringa Middle School. <laughs> Well, it sounds like maybe you were right. <laughs> <laughs> and this is exactly why, because growing up here, we've always heard shady things about Syringa. You know, it's weird because there are like, you know, uh, some there's so much happening right now with like the Caldwell School District. And we're hearing, you know, the, the brown pride protests and like lots mm -hmm. happening out there. White power painted on the side of the high school building. And it seems like the Caldwell School District seems to be struggling to protect a lot of its students, primarily uh, the non-white ones. I mean, I think that that seems to be something they're really struggling with. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm also interested in like, what's their process for, you know, letting substitute teachers into the classrooms? I know that's something that all districts have been struggling with, yeah. right? Substitute and teacher shortages. Yeah. I don't know if it's just like, obviously an effect of that, the big shortage. That they're like, okay, we'll accept anyone. Please come in and watch over our kids. You can run a fight club. Just please <laughs> come for four <laughs> days. We're desperate. All right, let's get into these Boise Bagel Wars. A new bagel place just opened up good times and everybody is raving about it, kind of doing the Boise thing where when something new, everybody's like, this is the best thing in Boise. Blake, you tried it. What did you think? Uh, I loved it. I am happily situated halfway in between like Goldstein's and Good Times. They're both within walkable distance. So I'm living my best life right now. Um, I really loved Good Times. I actually have not been there yet. I have eaten from there twice. <laughs> I've just had other people oh, okay. get it for me. <laughs> but my, yeah, my roommate went on the first day that they opened and it was just like incredibly busy. It was just like, you know, first day open. Particularly what I love about Good Times, um, and I also want to clarify, we say Boise Bagel Wars, but we're they're not actually fighting. We're the only ones that are yeah, no. <laughs> making this a conflict. <laughs> um, but they make Montreal-style bagels, um, so it's going to be kind of like chewier. Um, if you go to like Goldstein's and Big Sky, that's going to kind of be the vibe. 
at good times they're just smaller and crustier they have like a really good crunch on the surface um and i didn't really know it until i ate good times but that apparently is my preferred type of bagel which is where our our wars come in because yes. um so you recommended good times to us and i took the kids on a sunday we went and they were very busy but very fast very quick they were moving people through and it was fun because, you know, it's like the Boise thing where, like, when there's a new thing, you're going to run into every single person you know down there. Yes. And we got the bagels. They were very good. I'm not saying that they weren't very good. But I didn't realize till you and I talked that, that there were different kinds of bagels. And uh, I'm definitely team Goldstein's on this. It turns out I don't. I, I liked it, but I'm not crazy about a uh, Montreal bagel. I was like, this is good. This is I totally get why people are excited about it. But. It's for me, it's all about the New York bagel. I like the big, fluffy, you know, extra room for cream cheese, uh, saltier bagel style bagel. Okay. Evelyn, are you are you a tiebreaker here? I have never had a bagel here in the Treasure Valley. Does that mean that you've just like never had bagels before kind of thing? Like I've made my own little breakfast sandwiches or whatever, or oh, had okay. a bagel grocery store. But like going to a restaurant or a little shop that's dedicated and puts all their love into creating the best bagel. I haven't been to one of those places here in the Treasure Valley. In Moscow, I would go to the bagel shop. So where do I have to go? What are the toppings I'm going to get? What's going to leave me just so happy? My heart is just full and I want it all the time. Okay, so... My my pitch is good times because I'm assuming that if you've just had like grocery store and the Moscow bagelry, um, then you've probably just had kind of the New York style bagel. So I would suggest that you try the Montreal style. Um, I personally don't think that it lends itself to bagel like to sandwiches very well. Um, I'm really not like a big bagel sandwich fan in general. I think that there's too much going on. Way too much going on. There's just like, it's too thick and it's too slidey. Like, we can't, we gotta keep it together. <laughs> okay. Wait, I kind of love that though. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know what to tell you that. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, I think, I still think that you should try Good Times. Um, and honestly, my my preferred is typically just like, I'm just like plain plain most of the time. Um my favorite order at Goldstein's, though, because I do often go there still, is um, their pumpernickel bagels are extremely good, um, and they have a they have a bunch of different like house made uh, cream cheeses, and their honey pistachio one on Ooh. the pumpernickel is so good. It's really good. So yeah. good. Oh, I love wow. that honey pistachio cream Me cheese. Too. Yeah, and they have a lot of really good vegan options too. So. Yeah, they do. Um, I would. So I would say Goldstein's just because they have a bunch of different bagel flavors and a bunch of different cream cheeses and because I prefer that. Um, although I also really love the pesto tomato bagel out at Freedom Bagels by uh, the Trader Joe's in Meridian. And uh, they have like a bunch of fun flavored bagels. Like if you're instead of just like a plain, you know, you want to try a bunch of different things. They have a lot of like fun things. But I'm going to be honest that my favorite bagel actually, in the, and this is going to make everybody so mad, and I'm sorry. And I'm not saying I'm right about this. I'm just telling you this is my favorite bagel in the Treasure Valley is the cheddar jalapeno at Winco. Oh, baby. That is, that is I, I get a huge bag of those every week. The kids and I, we, that's, like, that's like our go-to. And we argue about who ate the last bagel every week. I mean, sometimes that does hit the spot. Um, have you had that the cheddar jalapeno at Sarah's downtown? No, uh-uh. Pretty good. 
Okay. Pretty good. I actually like their sandwiches. Like if I if I'm gonna eat a bagel sandwich, I think I prefer Sarah's actually. I'm with you on the bagel sandwich thing, Evelyn. I don't know what you're thinking here because a, a bagel sandwich, it's it's so you have to like unhinge your jaw to take yeah. a bite. It, it's it's always <laughs> too tall. It's too much. And when you take a bite, everything flies out the sides, and you end up like holding it together. Yeah. It's so so messy, but. You're in luck because there's a ton of places to try now. Oh, wow. I had no idea how complicated the bagel world was. Oh, I have a lot of bagel opinions. Yeah. But that is funny because when everybody was melting down about good times, which I'm not saying isn't deserved, very good stuff there. um, I was kind of like, why does the Treasure Valley always do this? Like specialty pizzas, wings, American Americanized tacos, chicken sandwiches. Like we always do food as a trend. Do you think that's a specifically like Boise area thing? I think that it it partially is because of our isolation and also we're kind of just the right size that we kind of create like a positive feedback loop and it builds on itself, which does just make me hopeful that someday we will have just like more bakeries open, like general bakeries, like pastries and stuff like that open. I I would love for that to become a trend. All right, let's end on something you're excited about this week. What have you got? So yeah, this weekend I'm going to Seattle to visit one of my very close friends who moved away from Idaho. But yeah, I'm excited to go visit. I think it'll be a good weekend. I'm excited. I kind of have a February tradition of uh, not going to Hot Springs all winter and wanting to and then finally getting to it in like February. So uh, I hopefully I'm going to take a couple friends and do that sometime within the next couple weeks. I'm really excited because uh, (laughs) this is the dumbest thing, but my kid came upstairs last night and he was super excited because he bought us matching sweaters and he ordered them and he was coming up to get my size and he got from a local artist um, whose name I can't remember right now, but he ordered some of their merch and got us matching sweaters. And I cannot wait for those to come and for us to, you know, he's he was spent like a good portion of his teenage years being very embarrassed of me. And now he's out of it. And now he's in his buying us matching sweaters years. So that's so cute. Very excited. Wow. Wow. You'll see us out on the green belt together in our matching sweaters. All right, you two. Thank you for doing the news roundup with us. And we got to get Evelyn some bagels for sure. Thank you. Thank you. And a bit more news before you head out. The Idaho Press is reporting that the U.S. Department of Labor has announced that Amazon employees working in the Nampa warehouse were exposed to unsafe conditions and ergonomic hazards. Doug Parker, Assistant Secretary for Occupational Safety and Health, said of the violations, Amazon's operating methods are creating hazardous work conditions and processes, leading to serious worker injuries. That's all for today here on CityCast Boise. The show is produced by Frankie Barnhill and Evelyn Avitia. Blake Hunter writes our Hey Boise newsletter, and I'm Emma Arnold. Our music is by Up Is The Down Is A and All The Kimonos. If you enjoyed our show today, please leave us a review. It helps other people find us. We'll be back Monday with more stories from around the city. Bye! Bye!